0: Dead Set Breakfast on SAFM, Destination Unknown.
1: So our guest today is Derek Agrippa, composer, arranger and award-winning South African performer. And uh, here's the interesting thing about artists is that uh, they are... Really, really quite fluid. So Derek has had to just slide off for a moment. We're not quite sure where that's all going to, but we hope to get him back in a short while. But his first guest is, in fact, another musician, Guy Buttery. He's the South African musician primarily working as a guitar player, hails from KwaZulu-Natal, and uh, uses all sorts of different techniques when he performs. And he will be performing with... um, Derek in the Western Cape. So we, we thought we'd get Guy onto the line to talk about that particular performance and find out more about it. Guy, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me. Nice
1: <laughs> to be here. <laughs> yeah, you can say thanks to your mate, uh, Derek. He's the one that uh, <laughs> pulled you in. And so, so Derek, uh, Guy, I'm now... What I want—I asked Dindosh to do is to just ask you to whip your guitar out because mm-hmm. I, we were talking about the major and minor chords earlier. This really is a music lesson this hour for sure, and <laughs> we we thought let's um, get someone to actually play the difference between the major and the minor chords because obviously the minor chords are the ones that we were talking about, which makes you feel sometimes slightly melancholic, slightly. Sad, whereas the major chords are often more uplifting in a different kind of a way. And uh, who else can do it but you?
0: <laughs> well, I've got the guitar handy, so I'm happy to try.
1: Yeah, give it a shot.
0: All right. So what I'm going to give you is a straight-up D e major. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. And then to the D minor, you can kind of hear the... Sadness
1: right there. That's okay, there. so 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 do them again, but uh, maybe pull your guitar a little bit away from your mic so that it doesn't blur so much.
0: All right, let's do that. Okay, I'll change the I'll change the the, the, the chord there. So it's gonna be E major now. Okay. There you go. And then E minor.
1: Aha. Aha.
0: Aha. huh. There it is.
1: Okay, so when you make the choice to play either one or the other, obviously it's in, in the composition and that kind of thing, are you choosing and are you aware that you are choosing something which, which elicits a completely different experience of how we listen to the music?
0: I think so. I think there's, 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 sort of, there's some subconscious choices there, but I suppose there's also some kind of more informed choices yeah but for me personally, a bit like Derek mentioned earlier, with the variety of different tunings he's using, I'm not always necessarily aware of what chords I'm playing at all because I've always got the guitar in alternate tunings, so my sort of it's a bit like if you think about a typewriter and all of the all of the keys have been rearranged. you have to kind of rework out where you are to spell out a word and there's a kind of there's a kind of subliminal thing happening i suppose with that with that in place. Um, so I'm certainly aware, and if asked or asked to analyse, would be mindful of the fact that it's a major romana, and, it, it, and it's, it's it's kind of it's kind of kind of obvious at times. Um, but certainly in the in the in the, when composing, those elements are not at the forefront of my mind. It's more about okay, where's this piece taking me? Where does it where does it ask to be taken? Um, And it's often only upon analysis where that's kind of revealed. In in my own experience, um, other composers or writers might have a different answer for that.
1: So when you talk about that keyboard, it would be like saying, okay, we're all used to working off a QWERTY keyboard. And then suddenly, it's no longer QWERTY, it's not that. And by QWERTY, we mean the the word QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, is on the top row of the keyboard. Mm. It would be as if suddenly... It was D and B and T on the top row, and you had to suddenly rethink the whole space uh, uh, altogether. Guy, when you talk about um, where's the music asking me to go, and I suppose this is a question for a composer as well, is mm. this idea of the purpose of music. Um, if you're asking where is the song asking to go, I mean, we're not saying is it asking to go to F major, minor, whatever the case may be. It might be asking to go to um, some kind of narrative or passion or, as I yes. say, purpose. Talk the, to us about that.
0: No, totally. I think that's more what I meant and, and well pointed out there, is that I suppose there's, there are choices in the moment, but I think the older I've got, the the less likely I am to kind of think about the choices, but rather to feel the choices. So if there is some kind of melodic thing happening, um, I'm I'm I'm, kind of under, I'm just sort of defining what it is happening under on top, you know beneath that, if you like, within the sort of chordal progressions or the chordal movements. Um, but that's that's quite an intuitive process. It's something that there's no formula for me. There's no one, one way to do this. It's kind of every piece has its own narrative or its own journey or its own unfolding. And I think that is a little bit like what you were mentioning earlier with the sun and the rain, what, what music we would feed on or what would come to us. And I think that there's an osmosis there. There's a, there's a landscape in view. There's a person in view in mind. There's a, there is some kind of emotive thing happening internally and that that's what's informing the pieces and it yeah. might sound a little bit abstract but it is it is kind of the way it is for me personally so yeah we've you know,
1: got um asia and uppington saying wow now this music is incredible we've also got um kingsley saying wow this this music is taking us on an unexplained journey it's almost spiritual and then we uh, have someone miles who said um The past few days, I I had to stop listening to the radio, TV, reading newspapers because the stories were so hard to digest and were so toxic. And I wondered, how can the radio bring back hope to a world that is broken apart by hatred? How can we discover our humanity again? And I would argue that we can do that in in a very simple way. And that is exactly what we do when we think about music and when we think about Mm. um, culture and creativity as a means to, to really kind of trying to, I suppose, tease open the zeitgeist of a country. Mm. When mm. you work and maybe even when you work with, um, with, with Derek, do you find that that is a space that you're working in that a lot of the tunes that you pull, pull out and the newer ones are to do with how you're feeling at that point in
0: time? I think that's exactly how it is. I think a, a, a very good case and wonderful words there from 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 people writing in. I think that particularly working with Derek, um, I mean, we made a recording. We recorded a, a live album. It's called Live in Cape Town. It came out in 2020, and that that whole that whole record is is sort of 80 percent improvised. I remember I had some like some crib notes written on the stage when we were performing when it was recorded. And they were quite loosely based. And I think why I'm saying this is that it's, it, it, there's, there's nothing else but to rely on, but to draw from sort of, you know, cultural references, the importance of this very moment to try and be as present and to listen as much as possible. And I think that that feeds into, into this music, you know, in a big way. And that's, that's something that for me is so, it's it's so transparent. It, it it has to be. It has to be that you know. You can't hide behind it. Um, and I think that, that that kind of process and that working in that way with song has always been something that 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 that's pulled me in. You know.
1: Guy, you are going to be performing with Derek in a series of concerts. Tell us a little bit about them. Where are they taking place? What are people going to be able to expect from those concerts as well?
0: Hmm. So we're doing a a short tour of four concerts in the Western Cape. We play in Cork Bay. We play in Cape Town itself. We have a show in uh, Rubik Castile and in McGregor, and that's all at the very end of this month. So it's the 28th, 29th, 30th of April, and then the 1st of May. So it's all happening this month and the 1st of May as well. And what to expect is what we've been... I haven't seen Derek in person for about a year and a half now, Um, so we've just been talking about, um, really coming with some sketches and, and doing exactly what I was talking about just now in a a big sort of improvisational way. And the wonder of that is to really be as present as possible and to listen to one another. So, so what happens on the night, I'm assuming will be vastly different to the, to the, to the, to the next night and the night after, if that answers your question. So we're going to try and keep it as open as possible and just sort of listen. And, and yeah and, be present and, that and if
1: people want to find out more about those those performances, where do they go?
0: Mm, so all of all of the tickets are for sale on Quicket yeah so I guess if you search our names on Quicket, they will come up, but yeah, effectively all within the Western Cape at the end of the month and all is on the interwebs.
1: You must be feeling very excited about this. I mean, you say you haven't seen him for over a year, but also just, it's all starting to happen again now. We're starting to see, feel, experience what it means to Mm. watch uh, our great performances in this country in the flesh. We know the National Arts Festival is coming up in the flesh. Mm. This this must feel fantastic for you to have a live audience again.
0: No, it really does. You know, the last two weekends I've played a festival and then another festival, so two festivals in a row, and it's just just amazing to be back out there and to not just to be playing to the the sort of four walls in my room, you know. <laughs> it's such a wonder to be able to be going out there again and, and sharing in sound not only with other musicians but with with the live kind of real exchange of energy that only happens in a, in a concert environment. So I'm I'm really happy about that. It has been it has felt like a long time. So I'm very much ready to get back out there, and as you say, things are opening up. There's more and more and more and more things happening, and I think we we're heading in the right direction.
1: So let's uh, look forward to that. Guy by tree. I look forward to mm-hmm. seeing you in Cape Town. I'll be down in that area over the time, so I will make. Uh a swing by at one of the performances but it looks like it's Fantastic. going to be amazing 28th mm-hmm. of april at the olympia cafe in cork bay 29th of april at the slave church beautiful space cape town cbd into the western cape into the wonderful rebex castile on the 30th that promises to be wonderful and then the first of may they'll be going to mcgregor as well guy Butry, thanks so much for joining us
0: well uh, thanks for having me michelle
1: always a fabulous pleasure